0: Him. Corey Murray. I learned something from my guru, Cardi B. Cardi B. <laughs> What's Cardi teach you this week, Corey?
1: Cardi B let me know that my Gina <laughs> needs to be my best friend.
0: Your Gina should be your best friend and you should be her protector. She's
1: When she said that, <laughs> and for those who don't know, in response to Jermaine Dupree saying that, most of the female rappers today just rap about stripping. Just rap about right? stripping. Mm-hmm. You know, she she had a rebuttal, clap back, queen, clap back, and she was like, "Well, one of the reasons I rap about it is because it's my best friend." And but I looked past, <laughs> you know, the shock of it, yeah,
0: and thought, hmm, "Where's the lie? Where's the lie?" I couldn't find it anywhere. I looked everywhere and I under the, the bed. Question, well, is mine <laughs> my best friend? Is he? Is Eugenia your best friend, Corey? I realized I don't
1: think she. What? But I realized. You're not
0: taking her calls? She should be. She should be. She should be. My so what you going to do about it?
1: I'm going to have a talk with her. Okay.
0: <laughs> Get her on the main line. We are going to start going to brunch? Yes, toast to her. Toast to her. I like that cuz I always need a reason to go to brunch. Yeah.
1: I mean, we're on a very like um, sounds like you're like,
0: acquaintances.
1: We're acquaintances. Okay. You know, we check in. I take it to the doctor. Gotcha.
0: All the things you should. Yeah. All the
1: things. The basics. The, the basics. You know. She, we,
0: but, but she's not a, your bestie boo. She's not my bestie boo. She needs to be my like, hey girl, I am having a day. You know what, Corey? Now that you have me assessing mm-hmm. my relationship with Gina, mm-hmm. I feel like we're homegirls from back in the day. Okay. Who might have lost touch a little bit. Y'all. Yep. <laughs> hashtag Yes Girl Podcast. What's your relationship like with Gina? I want to know because... We need to know. We need to know. What do what you liken it to? Yes. Corey, Corey and her Gina are colleagues. Yes. acquaintances. They talk at the water cooler, but they need to go out for drinks. We need to go out for
1: drinks. <laughs> we need to have a standing appointment. Yes. am like I a Gina standing and I brunch date.
0: Roommates. We used to be roommates okay. in college. And I haven't talked to her in a while. <laughs> but Corey, clearly our neglected Gina's are not as important as the fact that we haven't told the people who we are. <laughs> so back it up. Sorry, guys. I'm Charlie. I'm Corey Murray. This is
2: Yes, yes girl. girl.
0: And clearly we had to talk about vaginas. We had to talk about vaginas. It was <laughs> urgent. And you know what? I have to say, it's on time. Okay. At Here at Essence, yeah. we just launched a very, very informative video called Let's Talk About Our Vaginas on YouTube starring myself. Uh, Julie Wilson, our global beauty director, and you've heard her on the podcast before. And then Beatrice, the founder of Honeypot, which is, let me just go ahead and be a whole plug without a check. Yeah. I started using Beatrice line Honeypot, which Mm -hmm. is like uh, Gina cleansers, wipes, things like that, like two years ago. Okay. Game changer. Because you know you're not supposed to put soap on her. I was going to say how so. Because you're not supposed to use soap. The vagina is a self-cleaning organ. Yep. It's hard to find a cleanser that you trust. Shout out to Beatrice and Honeypot. She took it back to the ancestors okay. and she found, she created a formula, dermatologist, I mean, um, gynecologist proof. Okay. It's great for Gina. But seriously, we had this epic conversation with her at the YouTube headquarters and we just released the video. And apparently, it's really good because my DMs are on fire. I didn't even know it was released. I am a subscriber to the Essence <laughs> YouTube channel. Let's and talk and about if vaginas, you y'all. um, not, please do, people.
1: But it came up like something about Regina's. And I was like, whoa, I didn't watch it
0: because she wasn't my best friend. And see, that's why you're not even, you're not even trying to talk to her. I want to,
1: I'm going to have, I'm going to watch it. And then I'm going to, me and uh, my Jaina is going to go
0: out to brunch this weekend. You got to go out to brunch. I'll come with y'all. Thank you. That's what friends do. That's what friends do. (laughs) But seriously. Corey and I, y'all, we, we love that we can keep it real with y'all. Yes. Can I just say that? And speaking of keeping it real, we had to do the critical work at Essence Festival. Yes, we did. We did. And we have a very special guest on the show this week because a good amount of the presidential candidates came down to New Orleans, as we told you. Mm -hmm. And one of them, Senator Cory Booker, took the time to sit down with Yes Girl Podcast and and let us get to know him better.
1: And y'all, you know, this might be insider baseball, but, you know, when we talk with people especially people of note you know there's a little bit of banter and it's very like surface banter but I really felt like and I know I think we b- brought this up last week in the podcast that Cory Booker was like, almost interviewing us he really was. He was so personable he really was. That I really was like oh this guy could really win. Like I, I, I'm not advocating for him right. or whatever but there, I walked out of there like he I really impression. like him. He really left an impression on me. I mean I knew about him you know being from Newark or living in Newark, representing New Jersey. Jersey. Senator, I get it. But I really walked
0: out of there liking him a little bit more. We really got to know him a bit. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this interview. He taught me so much about Jersey I didn't know, which I'm like, sir. And you are Jersey queen. Girl. But he really did. But also, it's like we, and we'll talk a little bit about this later, but getting to know the man behind the politics is important. The woman behind the politics is important. We asked them the tough questions on stage at Essence Festival, but what we got to do behind the scenes with Yes Girl was to kind of say, okay, but let's really talk about other things. Yes. And I'm happy that we got to do that. But before we get into that, Corey, so much happened this week that reminded me of how much I'm looking forward to. Like, this mm-hmm. week was almost like, it was like trailer after trailer.
1: Charlie Penn, another person who I fell in love with all over again down at Essence Fest was Robin Thede.
0: Robin. Oh, you
1: know, friend to the show. I know you love her. And I know you're hyped for her new so show. A black lady sketch show. You are so excited. Oh. Well, while, while you were upstairs running newsroom, I got a chance to talk to her. Did you get to see it? I got to see it. <gasps> it's funny as hell. Isn't it's it? funny as hell.
0: Have y'all seen that trailer?
1: The Oh, my God. Who's
0: not in that trailer? First of all, everyone's in the
1: trailer. The and think about it. It's, it's, six, it's only going to be six episodes. That's so. it?
0: Yes. Oh, my God. Please tell me they're an hour long. No.
1: <gasps> but she packs at least <laughs> three or four special guests in And, you know, like 27 minutes. Oh, my God. The first episode is a support group called Basic
0: Bitches. Oh, was that the one with Angela Bassett? Yes. Oh, I need it.
1: And she told me that Angela <laughs> Bassett was, you know, when you make a request to a celebrity, it's always like,
0: eh, I don't know. It's my schedule. She was like, Angela Bassett was like, where do you need me? I'm there. I'm there. Because Robin Thede is so funny. Do you yes. remember my meltdown on Yes Girl when I found out the rundown with yeah. Robin Thede was yes. canceled yes. on yeah. BET? Yeah. I was furious. I mean, I, I... But she came all the way up. Did this with Issa? Yes, she did. Hopefully, we'll have them on the show. I'm manifesting. You're going to manifest not, that. We got we to gotta have it. Yep. But this is going to be... I think this is everything black women didn't know they needed. I know. This I is going to be... Someone said the black woman's in Living Color. I actually
1: even called it a... It should be called a brilliant black woman sketch show because it's not only Robin Thede, mm. executive produced by Issa Rae, but it's also Gabrielle Dennis, who's hella funny. I know a lot of people from know game. From the game um Janae and we you know we still mad about that baby but that's fine we love you so Uh, and she played
0: Whitney Houston in that biopic
1: and she was Candace in Insecure
0: yep yep um there's also Quinta Brunson I love her so much I know
1: and Ashley Nicole Black, who is funny as hell. So, but the four of them, but the guest stars are really, really dope. Who's
0: not funny on the show? Like, this is about to be... I'm glad I didn't see it, though, because I need to milk out every single yeah. 27 minute each week. No, you do And you need to... All right, I'm not, I'm just going to give you this little No tip. spoilers, Corey, no, no spoilers. I know, no
1: spoilers, but I'm through about episode three. And one of the episodes, you really do got to wait until the very end. Because someone pops out, and I was like,
0: oh, yeah. shit. How did you get this person? Epic! I Epic. see Tia Marie. I see all these people in the trailer. Yep. Oh. Laverne Cox. It's about to be. Yep. Yeah, my DVR is already. Yeah. When is it premiere? Like first week of August.
1: First week of August, so it's coming soon. But also, the thing I'm excited about what that else? just happened is, you know, I love entertainment. Yes. Is the Emmy Awards? I know it
0: was a little, you know, some black magic. Spring. There was in there. some black
1: magic, but where, more importantly, is I really, I'm really happy about it, is Billy Porter because he is the first black. Gay man nominated for an Emmy. That no. Find, I find that very In hard to 2019? believe. In 2019. In uh-uh. 2019.
0: I can't Histo- be happy history. for um history. I'm happy for him, but I'm mad at the Emmys. Let me say that. What? I know.
1: But and also, how is that possible? I'm trying to look at the the bright side. The entire cast of Pose is nominated. Congratulations. They were snubbed. The women of the show were snubbed, which is unfortunate. But hopefully, the series could get a nominee. Uh, could get a win. Um, but another big surprise. Well, actually, it wasn't a surprise. I think we were all like waiting for for this. When they see us. Yes. Ava motherfucking DuVernay. Did that. Ava led the nominations. Well, Ava's When They See Us. Led the nomination. Incredible. Sixteen nominations. The men, Jarrell Jerome got it, but also real talk, Anjou Ellis. Yo, Anjanou Ellis is the most underrated actress. Yeah. There is. Yes. I wish I real talk. I had the bandwidth to write an essay about why she deserves this Emmy or not, and why people have been sleeping her for years. I
0: feel that way about Niecy, who Nizi
1: also got yes. an Emmy nomination. Yes, she, I
0: was like, about
1: time. I can't wait for this because I know she's already an Emmy Award winner, mm-hmm. but for her to have a primetime Emmy Award would be Epic. absolutely,
0: absolutely. And I feel like she's underrated. Also, she yes. gives she gives one hundred and ten percent. Yep, every role two hundred and ten percent. So, and they, these ladies brought it. They I feel like this, this series deserved an Emmy for every year those boys spent behind bars that they shouldn't. Sure did. Because it was good in every way. Every way. From every the way. set to the music to the casting to the script to the, I mean, everything. Throw all the awards. All the awards. I'm doing the throw emotion, you yeah. I'm just tossing <laughs> them Oprah style. But, but Charlie um, Penn,
1: I got to say, there's somebody I do
0: want to throw something at, though. Our president. Yep. How do I know what you were going to say?
1: Because he's,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, he's out here tweeting things that we wish he wouldn't tweet. He's out here
1: tweeting things that he says are not racist mm-hmm.
0: that we know are. And by now, you all know what happened. Yes, you know he came for these four congresswomen of color, doubled down on it, and it's just another reality uh, check for all of us that we got to look forward to this twenty twenty election. Yeah, so and how do real something it is about this
1: because he is up here driving a wedge. Mm-hmm. Through this country.
0: And we don't need this. Word. No, we don't
1: need it. We and don't honestly, need it. Honestly,
0: black women's vote is so powerful. And I, I'm i here for any candidate that sees that, any politician that sees mm-hmm. that. Clearly, Trump and the Republicans do not. Nope. At the moment, the Republican Congresswomen and men. But Cory Booker does because he came down to Essence Festival and really, really let us get to know him. Yes. And I think we all, as black women guys, should try to get to know as many of these candidates as possible in ways beyond the politics, but just to really understand what they're about. Because yeah. if we had better understood Trump, we would be less surprised every day that he does the things that he does. Because, exactly. As my grandma said, when someone shows you who they are, Corey... Believe them. Mm-hmm. So, Corey Murray, I mean, let's find out who Cory Booker is. Let's do it. And Cory
2: Booker is here. Yes, I'm I so grateful Welcome. to be sitting with you both. Thank yeah. you, thank especially you. a little Cory. Cory, a little yeah. Cory. Cory, yes. Jersey connection. Absolutely. Here.
0: There's a lot of connections. This is a triangle.
2: This is a. Tri- I want to stay here. Okay. Before we
0: get started, can we please convince this other Cory why a Jersey is everything? Where do you
2: live in New York? I live,
0: really, in she live in Brooklyn. She comes in Brooklyn. I live Brooklyn. four
1: blocks from where Biggie Smalls grew up. Listen,
2: I, I respect Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> but they snuck <laughs> into my city and they stole my nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's right. true. That's That's valid. And they Pace snuck violet. in at night and took my team, wow. and so I, have, I feel some kind of way. Gee, even though the best, should. my favorite vegan comfort food diner. Do, do you guys? Are you, you guys both vegans? Not at all. No, not, not even I close. Love, to I that. I <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's why I to I'm
1: leaving here, going to Kushon. Um, oh, where really? They only serve
2: well, pig. go go to Champs Diner in Brooklyn, okay. and I'm telling you right now, you won't even miss it. And the thing is. You know, there's a great guy, if you ever have time for a TED talk, Ron Finley. Uh-huh. He's called the Gorilla Gardener from South Central LA okay. and does this, all this to expanding access to fresh fruits and vegetables. And he goes, In LA, we got drive-bys and drive-throughs. And the drive-throughs are killing more people than drive-bys. and Because we, especially in the African-American community, lower life expectancy, higher rates of heart disease, diabetes, and a lot of things is because of the food oh. we eat. So we've got to all try to make sure we're living our best lives, which is often at the end of your fork, what you put in there.
1: Mushroom. You know what? Okay, I'm not going to go to Koshona.
2: Now we feel good. <laughs> I'm going to find a salad in New Orleans. I'm not telling you what to eat. I never tell people to eat. It's a very but personal thing, what you put in your body. But I'm just saying, live your best life Absolutely. on your plate, yes. as well as, you know, as well as in other ways.
0: And speaking of you live your best life, you're from New Jersey, and we'll just have to leave it at that. You know, okay. you rub Jersey hard. You we'll
2: cut me, I bleed, Jersey.
0: Same. Yes. And, you know, these New Yorkers don't understand. That's they important. disrespect.
2: <sighs>
1: Because Charlie oh, is, is my co-host, she has given me some iconic can people. I, from, I'm can I re-
0: tell you what I tell her about Jersey? What do we, who do we have to thank for Jersey? Winnie Houston? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan.
2: Yes. Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan's from Newark. Yes. Lauren Hill, Newark. She went get, to my high school. Brick City. Right. Let me give you even better than that because okay. we can go through all of these. Like mm-hmm. the count, count, count Basie, the Queen, Queen Latifah, mm-hmm. the Chairman of the Board, uh, uh, the Boss. We we give our people real names, but I want to go even deeper than that. Okay. Okay. We we have united this country. The Engine that crossed the first cross-country transcontinental out of New New Jersey. Okay. Uh, let's go deeper than that. Submarine, New Jersey. AM/FM, New Jersey. The first drive-in movie theater, New Jersey. Light bulb I'm never stop invented in New this. Jersey. <laughs> when you go out at night on the town, you wear some patent leather, New Jersey. Wait. Yes. Electric right. guitar, New Jersey. I could go on and you on and go, on. You can go, okay. I and even, it. including my favorite candy for a long time before I became a vegan was M&Ms, invented in Newark. Yes.
0: Now that oh. I did not know. Yes. I love M&M. Yes. Okay. What I'm, a, I'm a
1: convert. I'm a convert. Yeah. I'll, all right.
2: I'll, all right. I'll accept First brewery brand. in the United States of America was in Hoboken, New Jersey. So we are the we are the beer or, origin of beer in this in this country.
1: Okay. Okay. Thank
0: okay.
2: you. I just want to Thank put. You, I just Cody. want to make it yeah, real. Yeah. No. I'm, I
1: get it now. Okay. I definitely get
0: it now. <laughs> well, obviously, we know the legacy you're living in New Jersey. Clearly. Yes. But what do you what do you want your overall legacy to be as a man?
2: Well, a black I, w- I mm-hmm. want to say my overall legacy as a as a person because okay. um, look, I know that, that we have so much more power. The most common way mm-hmm. people give up their power is not realizing they have it in the first place. Yeah. And I think our history is a testimony to what happens when um, people manifest their power by joining with other people. The best of who we are, in fact, I always tell people the gardens of our democracy mm-hmm. have never been free of hatred, bigotry, uh, uh, um, demagoguery. But to find this country is how we've always responded to that. And so my hope is that in this period where a lot of people are fearing that the forces tearing us apart are stronger than the forces holding us together, that I can be a part of that generation of Americans that calls us to come together and manifest the power that is made apparent when people come together and work together and achieve justice together. And so I just worry right now we're in a point in our country where the tribalism, the hatred is too high. And I'd like for my legacy to be one of those folks that helps healing, reconciling, and helps to bring people together for the cause of justice. Community. Yes.
1: Speaking of that, though, there are a lot of, what do you say to black women who are feeling a bit jaded about politics right now, like you said, the tribalism, on the cusp of the 2020 election? I mean, what do you have to say to, well, to us? Really? Well, first
2: of all, black women are the highest percent voters. They're, they go out and vote at rates that we don't see in any other demographic. We do. And my hope is, as a guy who spent his entire career working in black and brown communities, I live in an, in fact, I'm the only senator, only person in this presidential race that lives in a black and brown city. And I live in a neighborhood below the poverty line, and I've lived there since I came out of law school and started as a tenants' rights organizer. And as a guy who used to watch national politicians rise and all of this, I just want our communities to be a lot more uh, uh, demanding and holding people accountable, because Democrats can't get elected without African-American communities. And often we see people who get elected that don't put our agendas, the agenda of those places that are looked over and cast aside. And so I hope that in this pres- as a presidential candidate, I like the question most of like, not what you're gonna do for me, because people are really good at telling you what they're gonna do and what you wanna hear. Say, okay, you've been in politics for five, 10, 20 years. What have you done already for communities like ours? And, and that's something that I hope that we, people ask those questions. And there's not an issue in this campaign as a guy who was a former mayor that we in our city haven't, from access to health care to all the way to uh, dealing with gun violence. We've been, I have a record for struggling with these issues and often uh, doing things that created create national models for change. Thank you, Corey. Yes, that's a
0: great answer. What do you feel, so you were talking about your choice, you were living in Newark, you still yes. live in Newark?
2: Yeah, I do. Your
0: choice to live in, I hate to say underdeveloped area because Newark is not underdeveloped, but I feel like, what do we say, urban area? Like, how do you feel like that, your choice to live there inspires others and really brings attention to urban development?
2: Well, look, I, I, I feel like my parents, my mom raised me, uh, this incredible black woman mm-hmm. who, Uh, Both my mom and my dad, who grew up in a very different America than I did, my mom was doing sit-ins and uh, civil rights activists, and then they raised my brother and I to understand that the privileges we had were bought and paid for by the sacrifice and struggle of others, and they wanted me to be a part of the struggle. And so when I finished law school, I said, let me find a place, knowing that my rights were fought for, let me go and be a lawyer to fight for the rights of people who are often looked down upon, uh, but where people don't see their worth and see their dignity. And I have to say, I moved into the neighborhood I live in now, and it was like God just said, you don't even know. You think you know, but you don't know how special this community is. And I I met a woman who I always say I got my B.A. from Stanford, but my Ph.D. on the streets of Newark. I met met a woman named Miss Virginia Jones, who I just mentioned here at at this incredible 25th uh, Essence Fest. And... I I basically, she told me, she goes, look around this neighborhood and tell me what you see. And I was like, okay, I see the crack house, I see the, I just described the projects. And she goes, well, you can never help me. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, the world you see outside of you is a reflection of what you have inside of you. If you only see problems and darkness and despair, that's all there's ever gonna be. But if you're stubborn and every time you open your eyes, you see love, you see the face of God, beauty, then you can help me. And it was like a transformative five years of my life working with this woman because she knew the worth of her neighborhood. She never mistaked wealth with worth. She knew the potential. And so if I walked you back then in the 90s and now walked you in 2019, you would see black female owned businesses in my community thriving. You'd see new parks, new high schools. uh, uh, You'd see uh, new housing. And I always tell people like, oh, you should be proud of what you did as mayor. I go, no, no, no. We're seeing this now because people like Ms. Jones saw this then. They never gave up on their community. They had a defiant love. And so the reason why I still live there, if you want to boil it down to one thing, I didn't think I'd get into politics. It was Miss Jones that made me, and a whole bunch of tenant leaders told me to run for city council. And the one promise she ever extracted from me was don't forget the people that got you into politics and don't leave this community. And so I told her I wouldn't, I would move into the project. So I lived in high rise projects for about eight years and have stayed a, a part of this community. And people think, oh, it must be hard. You know, we have shootings in our community still, we haven't solved all the problems. But I've never lived in a neighborhood where you see the kind of grit, defiant love, and and sense of uh, of of community that I've experienced. That this kind of community that I've experienced in Newark, and the only eight years I might leave is for eight years in the White House.
1: Understood. <laughs> right. yeah. right, now. Understood. <laughs> so. You spoke about your mom, you spoke about mm-hmm. Ms. Jones. Which other black women have been influential in your life?
2: Well, I mean, my icon, her statue is satin on every desk I've had from City Hall to the Capitol of the United States is, is, is Harriet Tubman. She's like my model. Mm-hmm. Because she, first of all, she would have died, we wouldn't have known who she was if somebody, at the end of her life, didn't interview her and write her a book about her. So I see
1: if you win, you're gonna pass that bill, right? We're gonna see you on the 20th dollar bill?
2: God, yes, but you know what? First order of business. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not, but still important to me. But (laughs) you know, she was this woman that understood that she did so much sacrifice for her freedom, but then didn't stop, kept going back down south five, 10, 15 plus times. And I just like that model of folks who are humble leadership. that never mistake celebrity with significance, Mm -hmm. never mistake popularity with purpose. And, and so I feel very blessed that I've had a circle of great black women my whole life, aunts, uncles. You know, I was yelling, shouting out out there, I had AKAs, Deltas, I had Link Sisters, I had community leaders. Um, if you live in communities like mine, you know that it's black women that have held communities together and then have been at the center of every major, from the workers' rights movement to the civil rights movement or abolition movement uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to to end in Jim Crow, you've had black women at the center of every movement for social justice. And I feel like I've been lucky to have circles of black women that help raise me and rear me and and send me off into the world. And even when I'm out there, who adopted me like Miss Jones and kept me on the right path.
0: Now, we know how important, as you speak a lot about community, which is so important for our community to band together and make change, um, give a little advice to people about how we can work together within our communities to not be frustrated, but to and actually to work together with the local politicians to get what we want done, because I think that frustration right now is that, you know, we're all, we're not getting it done. You know what I mean? And yeah. We have these frustrations, and but we don't know how to work together because we don't all agree. So, what advice do
2: you have? Well, I think that there's we don't we shouldn't all agree. Right. I mean, you're married to a great man, and you two don't always agree <laughs> on things. No, quite no. a lot. We don't. Yeah, quite a lot. But <laughs> but, and and so I mean, that's the challenge in life is to yeah. be bridge builders. Yeah. Even when there's a chasm, between you and somebody, still to find that yeah. common ground. And what I've seen in my community is. When people create a Facebook page to organize around an issue and suddenly they, they, they are issue focused, because yeah. we're, a lot of the challenges we face are because people are single issue focused. There are people who get up every single day with the determination to make it illegal for someone to have an abortion, even if they've been raped uh, or a uh, or victim of uh, incest. There are people who get up every single day and do not, are fighting not to let one single gun safety law change. We've got to start finding the issues that drive us, Mm -hmm. organizing around those issues and demanding that they change. Because, you know, think something very simple, like for Medicaid, which is where close to a majority of of babies are born through Medicaid. But they cut off uh, uh, postpartum Medicaid, uh, postpartum access to health care early. They don't let it go for a year. It's one of the reasons why. We have such high rates of maternal mortality in our country. And amazingly, black women, it's almost three, four times higher, higher. than white women. And so I introduced a bill to, to just address these issues, to allow um, uh, women to have, low income women to have access to doulas, uh, to have uh, extended uh, time on Medicaid, all things that we know would drop the rates of complications. And, and, but yet, we've got to create political will around those things and folks that are going to use their political power to demand simple policy changes that make big differences in our community let me give you another example these activists came to me and said sickle cell like this is an issue for our community that is a a a disease uh, that affects so many more people than other diseases that that affect a fraction but get a lot more funding and and they were like well this here's a uh, something that affects african-american communities more can you help us champion for this and i'm like you know what absolutely i didn't know this and they came to their elected official people on this issue, and we've actually passed legislation now to help to correct these disparities of, of investment. So I've seen the system work because of grassroots activists who, who find issues that are important in them and organize around those issues. Remember, change has never, ever come from Washington. It always comes to Washington. It wasn't like Strom Thurmond woke up one day and said, I've seen the light, those Negro people should have some rights, no. It was African-American organizers, black, white, Jewish, rainbow coalitions that brought these things to do. So we need to be those coalition builders, those bridge builders that unite people in common cause on common issues. Well,
1: thank you for being a build, bridge builder.
2: Thank you all for being and a you bridge builder. thank you for building. giving thank us you. the time. Can I, I tell you something? Well, you know Black Radio has a... Uh, uh, and podcast is a modern day manifestation of it. But um, we were joking before about D.C. You're yeah. from the D.C. area. I was mm-hmm. born in D.C. My parents met there. My father came coming from a North Carolina Central. My mom came from Fisk, met and married there. Uh, my dad had the luck and the fortune to marry my mom. My mom had the charity and mercy to marry my dad. <laughs> but but um, you know, black radio during that time was not just about entertainment. It, it's, it fueled the movement. It kept people informed and engaged, Absolutely. challenged people. And these DJs were like nationally known, some of them had those kind of profiles. And so you all are in that tradition and having conversations like this, it doesn't just inform people of politics. I think it's actually your voice has helped to sustain people and motivate people and entertain people and elevate people. And that's what we all should be about for each other.
0: We received that. We received thank all you of that. No, thank you. Thank you for thank you. the comment. No, thank, thank you, you. Thank very, much. It's so good to be here. Yes, thank absolutely. You.
1: Special thanks to our guest, Corey Brooker. Be sure to listen, download, or subscribe to more episodes of Yes Girl featuring interviews with Jada Pinkett Smith, Amanda Seals, Ayala Van Zandt, and
0: Michael B. Jordan. You can find Yes Girl on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple listeners, yes, that's you. Be sure to leave a review and let us know what you think. We love reviews. Give us reviews. More and more reviews. Thank you. Don't forget to talk to us on social. At Corey Murray. At Charlie Penn on Instagram. And at ManWifeDog on Twitter. Be sure to use hashtag YesGirlPodcast. Love ya. Talk to you soon.